0: Yesterday we took a look at the account of the three men in the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, thrown into the fiery furnace and God stood there with them and he rescued them and then, uh, and then the king, he responded in a great way. uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, There is no God like your God, guys. A God who is able to save and a God who is able to rescue. again, a great, a great statement of faith from Nebuchadnezzar. So you can see his faith is kind of continuing. It went, it went up and then it went down and now it's up again and (laughs) today, We kind of see, we kind of see it waver. In fact, we're looking at two kings today. We're looking at Nebuchadnezzar and then we're looking at his successor, one of his successors named Belshazzar. And uh, we look at those two kings. We give um, one, one very important lesson. And the same lesson from both of them related to pride. And how we feel about ourselves in relation to how we feel about God. The first lesson comes from us, the, the first part of that lesson comes when Nebuchadnezzar had another dream. This time he didn't dream of a big statue that was made up of different materials that a rock came and destroyed. He, uh, he dreamt of a big tree. A large tree that spread over the face of the whole earth provided shade for a lot of people. It was massive, it was beautiful, it was wonderful. But, uh, but then a voice came from heaven to cut down the tree and the tree was cut down. Um, but the voice from heaven said, but leave the stump and leave the roots. And so that was the dream. Because Daniel had shown um, great great ability from God to come in and interpret dreams, he brought Daniel in to interpret the dream again. And Daniel told him the meaning of the dream. He said, he said, King Nebuchadnezzar, that tree represents you and it represents your kingdom. It's massive and it's beautiful and it's great and it does so much good and provides shade for so many people in the world. He said, but at some point, you're going to turn away from God. And God is going to see that and he is going to cut down your tree. But he is going to leave the roots and he's going to leave the stump so that when you turn back to him in faith, he's going to build the tree back up again. You know, it can, it can grow up again. So Daniel urged him. He said, you know, don't even, don't put yourself in that position. Just love God, love God, love God. And don't, don't put yourself above God. But of course, Nebuchadnezzar, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't listen. Um, part of the interpretation of the dream was what was going to happen to Nebuchadnezzar after he turned away from God. Is that not only was his, uh, the threat of his kingdom being um, his kingdom was going be, to be taken away from him for a while. But he himself was basically going to go crazy, go insane, act, um, um, well, act like a lunatic in, in a lot of ways. And, um, and that ended up happening. Because one day, Nebuchadnezzar, he's, he's just walking through the middle of his kingdom and he's looking around and he just pauses and he says, what a great kingdom I have built. Look at how awesome I am. Look at the awesome things that I do. There is no one on earth like me. I am the greatest person ever in the history of ever. <laughs> Loose interpretation. I don't think he said it exactly that way. But uh, but God heard it. And that's exactly the thing that Daniel had warned him against. You know, give credit to God for all the good things in our lives. But he didn't. He looked at himself, he elevated himself, and he said, I'm so great. And uh, and so God did exactly what he promised in the dream. In uh, In the moment he became insane, he became crazy. And, um, and in some really, really unique ways, I encourage you to read, uh, encourage you to read through it. But, um, but it, it didn't take long before he remembered the lesson that Daniel had taught him through the dream. Where he realized, wow, this is really happening. And God really is serious about us wanting to recognize him as God and not ourselves as God. And so he repented. And once he repented, he got his clear mind back again. He was back to himself and he was back, he was back ruling his kingdom. And then at the end of that, After all of that happened, uh, it says Nebuchadnezzar, he he praised and he exalted and glorified the King of Heavens, and these are these are his own words. He says, Because everything he, everything God does is right, and all his ways are just, and those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. And those are the last words we hear from Nebuchadnezzar. We don't hear what happens after that. We don't know when he died. When you get into the next chapter, the very next verse takes us to one of his successors, King Belshazzar. And King Belshazzar, he's having, um, it, it refers, to, uh, refers to Nebuchadnezzar as Belshazzar's father. And, uh, and he's having a big party. And during the party, you might remember that, uh, that Nebuchadnezzar had gone into Israel and, he had, and part of taking all the people from Israel back to Babylon was taking a lot of the things that had been in the temple back to Babylon. And Belshazzar, when he's having this big old party, he says, hey, let's grab some of those cups and goblets and stuff that we took from the temple and let's use, let's use them to have a good time. And so they go in and they grab a lot of the cups, the silver and the gold, and they, uh, they pour wine into them and they're having a great time. And then it says they started to worship the silver and the gold and, and all those different things as if those, as if those things were the gods. And then as soon as it says that that started to happen, that they were worshiping something other than the true God, they were worshiping these cups and different things like that. And then it says something suddenly appeared out of nowhere and it was a hand. It was a—it was just a hand appearing in the middle of nowhere and it started writing on the wall. It started writing a message on the wall. Mene, mene tekel parson, it said. And Belshazzar was just terrified. This floating hand writing a message on the wall. And he didn't know what it meant. He wasn't able to interpret it. And none of the, um, none of his other wise, wise men were able to do that either. And he, was, uh, and he was really, really scared. So they brought Daniel back in again and Daniel was able to tell him what the handwriting on the wall meant, which is, by the way, where that phrase comes from. You may have heard of the phrase, oh, they've seen the handwriting on the wall. It was an indication of what's coming. It comes from this biblical account, that, um, the, the handwriting on the wall. But uh, Daniel came in and he said, uh, he said, Belshazzar, I can tell you what this means. He says, God has evaluated you and he takes, he takes what you did here very seriously and you're going to be punished for it. Um, he, he's, he gave a little more insight. He said, he said, Belshazzar, you knew what your father did. You knew about all the ups and downs in his faith. You heard his confession of faith at the end. And you knew how he turned away from his other gods. And eventually he came and he worshiped the true God. He said, you knew those things. And yet, you still decided to worship another god. He said, so Belshazzar, your life is going to end. And it's going to end quickly. And it did. He died that night. That was it. Well, God had given Nebuchadnezzar Chance after chance after chance. Belshazzar, maybe in part because he should have known better, he cut off his opportunity right away. Now, God doesn't tell any of us exactly how long we have on, how long we have on earth. Uh, we might have five minutes. We might have 50 years. We might have, you know, I mean, we, we don't know. But we do know this, that this time on earth is our only opportunity to get right with God. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, they both suffered from pride. There was something that they loved more than they loved God. And if there is something in your life that you have loved more than you love God, if it's yourself um, or anything else, do not wait any longer and acknowledge that to God and repent of it and turn to him, just like Daniel urged Nebuchadnezzar to do, just like Belshazzar should have known to do. Turn to him and what will you find? No matter the sin, whether it's pride or anything else, no matter what you've been holding on to with all your heart, more than we hold on to God, you'll always find a God who's determined to hold on to you, who's already forgiven it, and who obviously can take care of those who walk with him in faith. We certainly see that in Daniel. We see it show up in so many different ways. And tomorrow we'll see it show up in probably the most well-known way of all with Daniel. We'll see you then.
1: Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here with Time of Grace. Did you know that our ministry is 100% donor-funded? That's a fancy way of saying that we don't receive buckets and buckets of money from the government or from any church or denomination. Instead, our ministry is completely fueled by people just like you. People who listen and watch our videos, people who give generously, and people who allow this message to spread to more and more souls whose lives are then changed. So for all of you who give, thank you so much. And for all of you who haven't given yet, we would love for you to do so. We really need your support. We want to reach people now with the good news of Jesus, which is why we need your help. Thanks for praying about that. Thanks for considering it. And thanks in advance for your support. God bless. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Thank you so much for investing your limited time to grow in your faith with us. But could I ask you for one more favor? I'm sure you're itching to check out social media or go on to the next part of your day, but you could do a huge help for the kingdom of God if you would rate and review this podcast. Just taking a few seconds of your time will help other people to find time of grace, which matters so much to us because we want people to hear about grace, to hear about Jesus, to hear about eternal life. So thanks for taking a little more time. We pray that God blesses you with a great day. And we'll see you soon.